What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Comeback Podcast. This week, I got a dude named Noel Walsh, the gunslinger. What's up, bro? What's going on, Mark? How are you, brother? I'm fantastic, man. I'm just uh, working away, but this isn't about me. This is about you today. So what's been going on in your world, man? For, for, my, for those of my guys that don't really know you, you're, uh, you were a sales guru. Like You were great at sales, right? You sold Fords, I think? Yes, yes, yes. Sold Ford for 16 years. Been in the business for 18 years and actually been in the business my whole life. My dad was a salesman to a GM. My stepdad was a service manager. My grandfather ran Ford Steel, uh, had direct contact with Henry Ford. My mom's grandpa owned a dealership in Detroit. So I was born in the business. I was calling my dad when I was eight years old, asking him how many cars everybody had out. So through and through, you're a car dude. That's what you're all about. I mean, you're, I can see it in your back. You got some awards, it looks like, in there, huh? Yes. So let's talk real quick about about your career, man. I don't, I don't know enough. So it's going to be interesting to let me kind of learn a little bit about you and then we'll get into what you're doing now, maybe some inspirational stuff for my guys and just kind of have a conversation. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I started selling cars in 2000 and I was 21 years old and I wanted to start earlier. And my dad said, uh, you know, it, it takes up a lot of your life. So let's just make sure that you're ready. You're mature enough. You're committed. So I started when I was 21 years old. And what's funny is when I would, uh, I worked in the wash rack and prep department when I was like 14 years old, 15, 16. You know, when I was in high school, I had a driver's license. I'd go there on the late nights and on Saturdays. And so my dad was the manager. So everybody loved me because my dad was the boss. And um, I remember this one guy said, Bob, that was my dad's name. He's like, Bob, let's just get it over with. Just have the kid drop out of school and have him start taking ups. He's like, you know, when I was like 16 years old, he's like, this is where he's going to end up. And um, so I started when I was 21. Had a real successful first year. Uh, I started at a Ford dealership. I only worked at two dealerships in 16 years. And that's what I teach, you know, plant your roots and stay put. And so I had a real good year. You know, I made $85,000, 21 years old. My overhead was probably $500 a month, right? So yeah, I was like nothing. living, yeah, I was like rich, you know, even richer now because, you know, I make more money than that, but my overhead's a lot more. Right. And um, so anyway, so I had a great first year. And then, you know, I, I thought I knew it all, which is a problem with a lot of salespeople. Right. I, I didn't need to know anymore. I didn't need to learn anymore. I didn't need to take advice. Started hanging out in the uh, in the in the, you know, with the, the crowd. Right. Right. The, the eight car a month crowd started hanging out with them. Well, then my my income consistently dropped. So I went from like eighty five to sixty five to fifty five to forty five. Well, now my wife's pregnant with my daughter. She's not working anymore. And I, now my overhead's up because I've got a house. We've got car payments. We've, you know, elect all this stuff that goes along with that. And so then I really kicked my game up a notch and I went to Varsity Ford, which is the number three Ford dealership in the nation. And everybody told me I was going to fail because, you know, I went from a store of 20 where I worked at when I was like 14 years old, knew the owner since I was like eight years old. My dad worked there for like 11 years. They said you're going to fail? Yes. Everybody's like, oh, you don't want to go there. It's too big of a store. You're going to fail. And, you know, there's 40 salespeople. My first year I was I was the top five. Second year, I was top three. After that, I was number one every year. So what I did is I started listening and learning, right, and realized that there is so much to learn out there. I watched who I got my advice from. I wanted to make sure that they've done it and that they do it. And I watched what the winners did, and I emulated what the winners did. And I was able to to create a successful career there. In 2010, I started my sales training business, and that was mostly, I, I write blogs that are, that are published, you know, so I, I do that. Um, 
I did some training mostly for my friends who, who were GMs or sales managers at their dealership. I was always training the guys at my dealership anyway, so I'm like, I might as well get paid. It was, it was my passion. I started doing that in 2010, really got rocking, started doing some other companies too, did some high-tech companies, restaurants, insurance companies, you know, did training for a lot of different companies. And then uh, we had my son in 2012. Well, like we didn't get any support from family as far as help, right? right. Like I, I never want people's monetary support unless right. I earn it. But so I kind of like uh, peeled back in 2012 because I had to help my wife out more. She always gets morning sickness. So I had to do the grocery shop and the dishes, all that kind of stuff. And um, kind of tapered off on that and then got back into it. I was looking through my stuff and I'm like, man, I've got a lot of good stuff here. And like, that's my passion. And I'm racking out 200 grand selling cars, right? right. And I'm down to 45 hours a week. So, and I only talk to people if I sold them before most, for the most part, right? right. Like all referral and repeat business. And so, um, so I'm like, man, I got a lot of stuff here and I'm really not living my, my dream, right? My passion. And I, I never had a stigma about selling cars. Believe me, I, I had a management position when I was 26 uh, opportunity and I, I passed on it when I was 21, 22, I was doing the used car ad. So I know what goes along with management. My dad was always a manager. My stepdad was a service manager. And um, so 2014, I'm like, man, I'm kind of like gave up on my passion. I was still doing a little training here and there. Still had some of my blogs published. Wasn't writing as much. And um, so 2015, we picked a spot on the map, moved across the country, and or 2014. Where, where was Bar where's Varsity Ford at? Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's what I thought you're. I thought you're from the over here by me. I'm yep, in Wisconsin. Yeah, so Ann Arbor, Michigan. Um, U of M. Where U of M is, okay. same city as U of M. Okay. So, you know, you're a Big Ten guy probably. Yep. Yep. And uh, so we basically picked a spot. We came here for vacation. I was speaking at a conference in Vegas, came here for a vacation, and we're like, you know what, screw it. I'm, I'm 35. My daughter's nine. If we're going to do it, now's the time because I don't want to move my daughter at like 14 years old or something like that right. when it's hard to find friends and right, get in right, a click right. in that. And I'm like, you know, if worst case, and, and I'm a winner, and, um, you know, my owners always told me that. That's why I'm not like a self-proclaimed winner. But when people who are worth $100 million tell you every time that you're a winner, you know, you, you start to believe it. Right. And um, so we moved out here. And, you know, the car business, right? Like, you, you don't go saying, hey, guys, I'm moving to St. George, Utah, 2,000 miles away. So I always teach that you have to be the celebrity in your industry. Right. And so... I knew everybody in my town because we actually lived in the town next to Ann Arbor, which is like 10,000 people. I knew everybody in the town. We lived in a sub with like 250 houses. Knew We had the house on the corner, knew everybody in the sub, knew everybody in my church, knew half of the people in the county I lived in just because I'm that guy. Right. And um, so we basically moved like ninjas, right? We had the, <laughs> we had the semi truck come, listed the house, and like three days later, we're in our car driving across the country with the semi following us. And moved out here, and uh, you know, and if we didn't have the perfect realtor who set everything up, it would have never happened, right? Right. And that's, that just gives. Uh, and, and I did a video about this for my for my online course, but you know, it's all about the salesman setting everything up, or the saleswoman, the salesperson setting everything up right. So we moved here, and then I was going to fly back to to Michigan, right? Because I still I had three houses at the time too. <laughs> so I had my house that we lived in that I had to sell. I had my rental house, and. Um, I had to fill, and then we had this house. So I've got like three houses. Three mortgages. <laughs> three mortgages, right. The, you know, no, only living in one. And um, 
So I've got to like figure out all, all this stuff. So I'm going to fly back. Well, we had this big rainstorm. I live in the desert. So we had this, and I fly out of Vegas most of the time, okay. which is an hour and a half away. I'm okay. right up I-15. So we had this big rainstorm that washed out the, the expressway, right? The freeway, expressway, whatever you want to call it. And so the, the shuttle company calls me at like six in the morning and they're like, hey, Mr. Walsh, just to let you know that, uh, you know, we aren't going to be able to run the shuttle because the, the road's washed out. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Like this stuff doesn't happen in the Midwest, right? Right. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And she's like, yeah, we had a big rainstorm and the, and the roads washed out. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And she's like, you know, Nevada Highway Patrol shut the expressway down. We can't do it. So anyways, my dad's uh, going to um, my cousin's wedding and he's driving across the country. My dad's a driver. He's driving across the country. So I had to call work, right? My buddy, uh, my buddy Rich is like, hey, dude, Kay's all over me. Kay's all over me. Because I told him I was taking a week off to go work on my rental, to get my rental ready to get filled. She's right. like, why don't you hire that, that out? Like, you make so much money. Like, why would you go waste your time at your rental? So I called Kay and I'm like, hey, Kay, um, yeah, just to let you know, you know, I'm getting Grace in a new school. And she's like, oh, what school is it? And I'm like, Little Valley. And she's like, where's that? I'm like, St. George. She's like, where's that? I'm like, Utah. She's <laughs> like, you know, we have other, we have other schools here. <laughs> I'm like, no, I, I know we do. And I'm like, you know, it, it, was, it was just time. But anyways, long story short. So they didn't want me to leave. Right. And I didn't know how they would react. I, I was the top salesperson. They didn't want me to leave. So I flew back there for 20 months. So for 20 months, I would go from St. George, Utah, where I live and work the last two weeks of the month in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And really the, the beauty of this was, is I started investing more in myself. I got personal coaching. I was going to all these conferences. I mean, I had this coach in Palm Springs where we did the, the coaching facility. You know, the house was right next to John Elway's house. So, I mean, I really stepped up my, you know, and I paid a pretty penny for it. I really stepped up my game um, in 2015. I only worked 25 weeks. And I made 150,000, and, and I'm not like dropping. I know guys that make 300 grand, right? Right. I've got a client that made 281,000 dollars last year, so I'm not saying like that's all the money in the world. But the testament to that is, in 2010, when I was making 150,000 dollars selling cars, I thought that was the ceiling, right? And then five years later, I worked half as much and made the same amount. So really, it's it's all in our head is what I'm getting at. I was just going to say, so what head. makes, for the, the car guys that are listening to this, right? I didn't stick around long enough to, to experience that same thing. Or I, I, I continue to push on a different journey. But what made the difference in your workload? Like you're busting your ass making the same money, and then you went half the time to make the same money. What made you different? So I was investing in myself and constantly learning, right? Yeah. And I took all the bs out of my day right my days were i would take the red eye sunday night and get into work at like six in the morning or what have you okay and i would just start pounding the phones pounding the phones pounding the phones so when i got to work i made every minute count and i think that's what makes a successful salesperson is making sure that you you know go to work to work we've all heard that before but making every minute count, right. making phone calls, following up on emails, and just doing things right away, right? If I get an email, not I'm going to go get a cup of coffee and maybe go check on my delivery. I get an email, boom, I'm right on it. I get a phone call, boom, I'm right on it. And I don't care if it's a service concern or what, but just handling it right away and just making sure that, like, when I would come in Monday from the two weeks, I would pound the phones, right? 
I just pound the phones, pound the phones, pound the phones. And guess what? I was basically done making phone calls on Monday for two weeks other than answering calls or calling people back because I set up all my appointments. Right. And so, I mean, what I did is I basically just scheduled my day properly, had a process, and just came in and did not waste a second. So that's how I was able to do in two weeks what I used to do in a month because I utilized every second. You know, okay. if people wanted to chit chat or see pictures of my two weeks or where we went, right. um, it was it was not man. Yeah, no, it's they're on Facebook. When you were doing those kind of calls, because I want to kind of talk to some of our guys have been doing this a while, right? Was it was your show rate like? And the reason I say that is for the repeat and referral. When you're making a two, you're planning two weeks out. I think you're going to need a pretty strong show rate, right? Yes. Um, you know, I was at the point with you know 16 years with one product and in the business, and 11 years at one store. Most of the people I was selling, I'd sold eight to 15 cars to the household. Okay. So honestly, and, and it was this a friendship. Not, exactly. Um, you know, and I even put it more as professionalism, right? Like, because people say make a friend. Well, how many times have you been sold out by a friend? We all have. <laughs> Quite right? a few. Quite a few. Right. But you know what? People don't sell out professionals, right? They don't sell out professionals. You don't sell out your doctor because you can go get a whatever for 50 bucks less. Yeah. You don't go sell out your dentist because you can get a crown for $100 less. Right. You know, people stick with professionals. So, honestly, my show rate was, I mean, if I got them on the phone and we set an appointment, it was, and they were a repeat customer, because obviously and there, there was referrals and stuff like that, too, who kind of flake out, or the Chevy's $100 less on a lease payment, yeah. or whatever. It's going to happen. There's always parables, right. But I would say it was probably easily 95%. That's strong. And, and you know, when I, I did this, I remember in 2015, so, um, yeah, so a, a year later. Hey, Noel, there you go. I lost you for a second. Go ahead. What, yep. Repeat what you said. Yeah, so I remember in 2000, uh, September 2015, I spoke at a conference in Dallas. Then I flew out to Palm Springs and started doing that coaching, which I, I invested ten grand in, in further learning for myself. Right. And so that's why I think it's funny when these uh, these people who you know the, oh, I can't afford it right now, or I gotta wait, or I'm waiting for this, and I go, if you wait, what's gonna happen? What changes are you gonna see? You yeah. know, like what what are you waiting for? What do you say when your customer's waiting? Right. But um, the best time to buy is now, no matter what you're buying. <laughs> right. So honestly, when I um, did that. And I started investing in myself. I went back to work. I worked 12 days. I sold 22 and a half cars and I made 18,000. Wow. And I consider that my best month because, I mean, I sold more cars than that. I've made more money than that in a month. And I always drop numbers so people can see. Like when my guys tell me they make 281 grand, I'm like, dude, that's amazing, right? Yeah. But I did that in 12 days. And, you know, I, I was inspired, I was motivated. That's when I really utilized every second of, of my day. And, you know, I, I spoke, which pumped me up. And then I went and I was, uh, you know, getting further training at, at this $5 million place, at this country club, right. uh, Madison Place, if you want to look it up, it's an awesome place. And um, so I did that. And honestly, from then on in my career, I closed 100% of buyers. And what I mean by that is, you know, you don't always close people, right? They have too much negative equity. They're 15 months out on their lease. It right. just doesn't make sense, right? They're going to go from 350 to 550 for the same vehicle. They're yeah. under on my. It just doesn't make sense. But um, 
I did not lose anybody to another deal, right, throughout my career, now that I know of. Right. Because there could have been some in there, but I mean, I always followed up with people too. And, you know, I'd, I'd call and, hey, hey, Mark, uh, you know, we, we talked a couple months ago and I know we were a little farther out, you know, just wanted to touch base, see how your lease is, see this, what are your thoughts? You still thinking another explorer? Well, no, actually, you know, I broke up with my girlfriend and I'm back in the market. I'm thinking a Mustang, can, you know, you, you just got to keep in touch with people. And, and it's just a five minute phone call. Right. Right. And that's all it is. I mean, it's just a five minute phone call. And um, but I really did not lose any deals that I know of. And like I said, I didn't close every single one because there's always variables, right? Right. Um, their credit's bad now. Just they shit happens. Too much time on a lease. Yeah, exactly. They, they just didn't buy, but I didn't lose them to somebody else. And that was just being on, you know, I'm not about quantity. I've always been about quality. Like, I don't want to call 100 people and sell five cars, right? I want to call 10 people and sell five cars and spend the time on those 10 people rather than just going through the motions. And, and we all have different philosophies, right? right. That's always my philosophy is, is pour yourself into it, pour yourself into that person, give them the best experience, give them everything they're looking for, learn how to listen and identify, and then deliver the best you can. Right. It sounds like you really love the, love the car industry, huh? I do. I love it. Let's talk about where you're at right now, though, because even though you love the car industry, you're also an entrepreneur at the same time. So how are, how are you dealing with the difference between being an entrepreneur who's a sales trainer or do you, do you see what I'm saying? Cause in one side you're a salesman, you're talking out of salesman out the other side, you're an entrepreneur. I know that right. I know this cause I do the same thing. So right. how do you deal with it? What's the difference for you? Do they go hand in hand? What's a typical, I mean, a lot of these guys probably don't even know. My guys might not know that you're a sales trainer, right? So kind of explain what you do and how you do all your stuff. Yeah, so I uh, I do sales training. Like I said, I've done that since 2010, so it's hard to believe it's coming up on seven years here in uh, April. So I uh, I do in-house training, right? In-house dealerships training. Yep. Um, I speak at uh, I speak at as many conferences as I can. I speak as much as I can. Um, I've, I've got a I've got a book I wrote. I write blogs. I but uh, I also do personal coaching for the right client. I used to do a lot more coaching, especially last year. Um, but, you know, one, one thing that about an entrepreneur is, is you're chasing, right? You're chasing. One thing about being a salesperson at a dealership is you're still chasing after that sale, but they're coming in a lot of the times, right? right. And I mean, you're calling on leads and you're calling on this, but, the, but there's an interest peak there. And same thing in, in what we do, right? I mean, people, you know, message me on Facebook or this or that. But so I do that. And then I do have an online virtual sales training platform. Um, conquer you and I busted my hump on that last year I mean I created so much content like last year I really kind of uh, didn't focus on selling as much as I wanted to but I was just uh, in just a creation mode I mean I just created 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 my videographers in, in Toledo Ohio and people are like why do you fly all the way there I'm like well the price is right he does a good job and we work together Right. And believe me, there's been four days in the studio where we had to we had to hack it all. Right. We're like, oh, the sound screwed up, or this is wrong, or whatever. Right. Right. And we had to throw out like four days. So now we've got that relationship down, and um, so that's really what I like. I, I like the virtual because, you know, you go in and, and you do in house, and I don't care who you are, but you do in house, and ninety nine percent of the time, it wears off in three days. 
for 99% of the people. Right. And really, unfortunately, in our business, you know, you're a successful trainer if you can make an impact on 20% of people, right? Right. Because 50% of people don't want to be there, at least. Right. And 30% forget everything, or they don't do what it takes. They don't implement. They don't take action. They don't stick with it. So, um, you know, and then you can't be there to everyone. And so I, I like the virtual because if you've got the right person and they're really dedicated to watching, the way my system's set up, it's set up, at, you're supposed to watch seven a day, and it lets you know when you get there. And as far as dealerships, they can they can analyze it, right? right. They can go right in there, two clicks on the, on the mouse, and see what everybody's been watching, um, how much. But for the right person, if they watch the seven a day, and they, they just pour themselves with it, right? They, they just keep um, watering themselves with, with knowledge and learning, even if they know it. Sometimes we need to hear it. Again. The refresher, right? Sometimes even I got to hear stuff. When I, when I listen to my stuff, I'm like, man, I wish I had this, right? <laughs> and this is me talking. Right. And I'm like, I wish I had this because I'm like, that is so true because you can know it all, but you can't know it all constantly in your head. I don't care who you are, right? It, it goes in the back burner and we forget it. We, we, we get a little lazy. We don't do it. So, so that's what I like. I do in-house speaking, um, writing, and uh, coaching, and then I've got the virtual, and the virtual is, is my favorite right now. Um, it just gives salespeople 24-7 access to it. It's you nonstop. Know? You love it. See, you and I have a little bit different business business platform. Right? We kind of have the same audience, whatever. but for me, it's more end user. I don't have a whole lot of dealerships. I don't go into dealerships. I may go into them. I may not. I'm not really sure where I want to be. I like the I like the one-on-one. -on -one. I like helping the guys. I like reaching out to them. Um, I, I can see, I can actually, I like to look at myself as the dealer, right? As, as a holder, I get to look at their accounts. I can tell when a dude's been training and a dude's not been training. I go in and right. I look at that nonstop. So if a guy calls me and tells me that my stuff sucks or has a problem here, I, I'll say, dude, you never logged in, <laughs> right? right? I mean, so you right. have to keep them honest and stuff like that. But what's three things, let's, I like to, I'm going to kind of shift gears here a little bit. Mm -hmm. What do you think is three things that today a car sales, any salesman, how about, can implement to help them go get a deal right now so right now three things to go get a deal is you know first would be be seen be known be there right okay. no people in your in your area no people in your market no people in your neighborhood I tell people all the time just because you sell cars doesn't mean your neighbors know it I mean if you, you've got to throw a little letter together drop it in their mailbox go knock on the doors bring your kid right hey by the way my name's Noel Walsh. I sell cars. I live on the corner. I just wanted to let you know. I'm not here to sell you, but I just wanted you to be aware because you're going to be in the market or you're going to know somebody. But be seen, be known, be there. So few people do that. Um, I used to advertise my church bulletin. That was 25 cars a month. And guess what? That was like a 95% close ratio. <laughs> they saw that I go to their church, right? Yep. That trust factor's built. That's a 95% close ratio. I knew my priest well. He had the same last name. If anybody brought up a car... Him, the deacon, everybody, they were jumping through hoops to send them to me. So, right. you know, be seen, be known, be there. Um, the other thing is, you know, work, work the lot, right? Work the lot and work the lot effectively. Uh, it, you know, I, I go to dealerships, I secret shop, or I pop in on dealerships. There's always that one guy who comes up to you. There, there's 12 guys sitting there in the corner, right? Right. Who are, who are pre-qualifying, right? So work the lot. Don't pre-qualify. Um, you know, go up and talk to everybody. What's two or three minutes? I don't care if you see them coming out of the parts department. Right. 
Go up and say hello. Call say hi to everybody. Talk to them. Yeah. I mean, what does it take? And then third is work all the possible leads you can get. You know, if, if you can get internet leads, work the internet leads. Have a relationship with the BDC if you have a BDC. Take as many phone ups. That's how I built my business. You there? Yeah. Okay, sorry, go. I had a call coming in. Um, you know, uh, take as many leads as you can. Have a relationship with the BDC. Take as many internet leads as you can. As I was going to say, that's how I built my business at Varsity. Is first off, I was able to bring a lot of my customers over because I had five years' experience. But I sold three the first three years. I sold used. Right. So it's harder to retain a used car customer. I mean, you you can, but new cars a lot easier. That's why I went to new. But um, I do Monday morning. I was pounding those phones. I was pounding those phones. I was pounding those phones. And guess what? After like three or four years, I didn't have to work the phones as hard because I had customers calling me and, and they changed, you know, dealerships are always changing stuff. They changed the phone up process, you know, went to the BDC and then the BDCs in, and I like the fresh, right? Like, bam, yeah. I was on the phone and getting them excited. And they're like, oh, I had them coming from an hour away. And, and I don't know if you know the Detroit market, but there was 34 dealerships within 30 miles of it. Right. You know, they're like, oh, it's easy. You were in a store with 2000 cars. I'm like, yeah. And I had 34 dealerships. Go ahead and Google it within 30 miles. Exactly. Of me. You know, and um, so, you know, that, that's that's what I would recommend is be seen, be known, be there in your, in your neighborhood, in, in your network. Make sure people know what you do. Um, work the lot properly. Talk to people. Don't be that guy out there smoking a cigarette, pre-qualifying, running up to the car window, intimidating people. <laughs> and if you're at a store like that, then find a spot where you can get in a better situation. And um, and then definitely, you know, grab as many leads as you can in the store if I mean, have a relationship with people in service, have a relationship with the with the people in the office, have relationships with the, the prep department. I mean, all these people are going to buy cars and they have friends and family who are going to buy cars. And when you're that guy or that girl, it makes it so much easier. Believe me, there's nothing better than selling repeat and referral business rather than than having to build that relationship and break that ice and they're looking at you sideways and i heard about you guys and you guys this and you guys that and you're like hey i'm me i don't know what you've dealt with in the past but you're, you're dealing with me so let's not pre-qualify me just because you know that's you, you you had a bad relationship in the past with the salesperson that's great advice for a lot of these guys out there i appreciate that how about this what motivates no walsh right now so every day is, you know, I like to make changes. So I, I like to transform, inspire, motivate people. Um, last year, I did not work as hard on selling as I wanted to, but I was in the creation mode and I, I did a lot of free calls, right? I did a lot of stuff. I, I do my weekly live stream, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that's, that I was 100,000 views last year. Um, believe me, when I get off that, I, I try and respond to every comment. But when I get off that, I've got like eight text messages and like seven messengers and people want to go on all night and i've got like you know i'm sending wrong messages to people because they're just like bing 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 you know they're just blasting but um i got so many messages and in, in uh, comments on post and post on social media and text messages and emails like man i heard you say this on your video and i don't know these people from adam right right and i heard this on your video and i've been using it and i went from eight to 15 a month but what i like to do what motivates me first off is my family right taking care of my family, giving my family the best life I can, building a legacy for them, building something that if that's what they want to do and they want to run with, it's, it's there, right? The foundation set and they can decide to do it or not. 
but building a legacy for my family, taking care of my family, giving my family a good life, being a good influence to my family. And then secondly is transforming salespeople's lives, right? And I'm at the point where the, the excuse makers, like I just don't have time for anymore. I really don't. Like last year I did. This year, like if, if you've got excuses, we just aren't a fit, right? Right. And I got that way in my sales career. Like I'm like, hey, dude, you want to call me and come in and test drive like 12? We just aren't a fit. We aren't. You know, I, I'm just a little busy for that, and I, and I apologize. When I started, I, I had all the time in the world for you, but I, I'm busy. Like I've got people who want to buy a product from me, right? and it's not fair to them or me or my family to keep having you come in and test drive the same car eight times and want to talk about the same thing 12 times. You know, so transform people, make an impact, help, help people become leaders, you know, give them the right message, give them the right inspiration. And of course, have fun and make money along the way. But, you know, I, I left a good paying job and I could have retired. I'm 37. I could have retired and had my house paid off at 50. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the Midwestern American dream. Right. right? It absolutely but is. to me, it uh, money, money isn't everything, right? Money isn't everything. And if, if you work hard and you do the right things, money will come. So it's take care of my family, be a good influence to my family, and make an impact on salespeople who want to learn, are willing to learn, willing to implement, willing to take action, and have the right, right heart. Excellent. What's on the uh, agenda for the next 12 months? What's the rest of 2017 look like? So that 15 you said was creation? Uh, 15 was uh, was finishing out my car career because I, I actually just left the dealership March of last year. So I've okay. just been a full-time out of the dealership for a year. Um, 17 is 17 is going to be selling and earning, right? So I've got my I've got my platform where I want it. I've got 600, uh, 600 modules, eight courses. I'll be building more courses and adding to my, my platform because I am addicted to that. Um, you know, all good salespeople are addicts. Exactly. <laughs> That's for they sure. all are, and uh, you know, in one form or another, whatever you're addicted to. Right. Um, but uh, so I, I will create more, but um, selling my platform, picking up more in-house dealers, and uh, you know, and speaking as much. I'm, I'm going to do a lot more writing. In fact, I was, I was looking at my book here, and it's good, man. It's it's good. You know, I, my problem is I'm, I'm never good enough for me, and I've I've always been that way. Like I'm I'm never good enough for me. Um, luckily, I have a good support staff that's like, this is awesome or what have you. But um, it's uh, it's going to be about more creation, but more of selling and, and getting my product in more people's hands so I can make more of an impact. Because you can only do so much one-on-one, -on -one, but when you get your products out there, um, you know, you can make a, a huge impact. I don't know if you ever know uh, uh, Think and Grow Rich, and why can't I think of his name? Um, why can't I think of his name? Napoleon Hill. Yeah, Napoleon Hill. I don't know why I, I had a brain fart there. But, you know, he wrote his book, Think and Grow Rich, and it was like a, like a failure like the first two or three years. Few people know this. And it was like a failure the first two or three years. And um, then so, somebody from like GE, like some big shot at GE. Read it. it right? Bought it at the airport or something, found it, read it, made like all his top people, bought, bought like a cover, bought, bought like a book for all his top people. And had them have all their people buy one. So that book was like a flop. And it's, it's probably the greatest sales book of all time. But no, no one even read it, right? He, right? he was about to go bankrupt. No one even read it for three years. So I think how many lives that's changed, right? Millions. So exactly. So my goal this year is to get my product, my message in more people's hands. And just, you know, I, I teach in a way 
and my mentor called it, you know, we call it teaching, not training, you know, teaching, but teach in a way that's, that's real, genuine, and authentic. And obviously, we're all going to have, you're going to have your audience that, that just is drawn to you more. I'm going to have an audience that's drawn to me more. Our friends in the nation and the network are going to have their audiences drawn to them more. But just getting in the right audience where I can make an impact and they can do something with it. I like it, man. You just got to keep doing what you do. I just want to go out on and tell you I think you're doing great. I do watch your stuff when I have time. I got a zillion things going on too. But I jump on, check it out for a couple seconds, click out. But while we're on the fact of trying to get your product into someone else's hands or into the, as many people's hands as we can, where can these guys find you? If some of my guys are interested, like where, where are you at? Give me a, a little plug for yourself here. Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, best spot would be to go to probably my um, my app, right? I think you've got one of those also. I don't actually use the oh, app. Okay. Dana wants me to. Um, <laughs> so it's nwna.cardtap.com. Okay. So that's my app. That will take you to my website. That will take you to all my social media accounts. That will take you to my blog. That will take you to a, a free demo of Conquer You. Another way to uh, to reach me would be go to my website, which is nwnasalestraining.com. That has all the all the ways to uh, to look at my blog, look at my products, look at my book, look at my Conquer You. Um, also, feel free to call me. You know, cell phone number seven three four six seven eight four five zero two. Perfect. And um, so, you know, I'll, I'll take phone calls. I just had a phone call when remember it blurred up there and you're like, hey, are you there? Yeah. I get phone calls all the time. I might not answer it right away if I'm doing something else, um, but I'll, I'll call you back, you know, leave a message. Uh, reach out to me on, on social media, um, you know, Noel Walsh on social media, on Facebook, um, Instagram. I'm, I'm all over, man. Uh, you know, social media is bittersweet. Man. <laughs> it's great. You know, it's a great way to, to be seen, be known, and be there. But, boy, does it, it, it can suck the life out of you. It takes times, a lot of time. When especially when you're trying to handle all platforms, you know, because I try and handle Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, well, like you snapped me the other day. Yep. And, you know, and I sent back to you. I'm like, honestly, about the only time I do Snapchat is like when my, my daughter's on my wife's phone and we'll like snap each other back and forth. You know, and I, I like it, but it's just, I mean, it's just it's consuming, and, and then we've got our phone calls to make, and you know, content to to create, and emails to write, and proposals to put together, and um, but to, you know, uh, reach out. I mean, I'm I'm here to help. Uh, you know, sales is the best best business in the world to be in. I, I couldn't imagine being in anything else. And like I told you too, the 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 realtor that we had, and she's like a 70 year old lady, right? She's born in France, traveled the world in the ballet. And then she's some like big shot at some clothing company. I don't even want to say the name, but out in California, she moved here where we live is a big retirement area. And um, so she moved here to retire. And this is what really made me move. Cause like I said, I was set up in life, right? I, I, I sold all those blue collar Midwest people. So I knew how to handle money, right? You know, the blue collar way. Right. And, you know, save, 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 put your money in all these accounts, pay your house off, you know, not have a lot of overhead. And so I could have retired at 50, had my kids sent to college and all that good stuff. And she said, you know, I moved here to retire and I was retired for about a year and I realized I'm not the retiring type. And that's when I had like my aha moment. I'm like, I couldn't retire. Like I'd have to be worth a hundred million dollars where I could sail across the world and go climb Mount Everest. But like, I couldn't just sit at my house and pick flowers and do a garden and chop right. wood or whatever you do when you retire. you know, like I, I got to do something. So that's really what made me think and made me take the plunge. And then two, you know, my mantra, my trademark is conquer what you chase, right? So I thought, 
How can I teach conquer what you chase if I don't go out and conquer what I chase? It's a great and philosophy. so my real passion is is you know teaching and sharing and inspiring and motivating and showing people what can be done, showing them how to do it. But in the end, you've got to hand them the reins, right? Yes, sir. You know, it's in the end you've you've got to handle the reins, hand them the reins, and that they've got to run with it. Um, you know, you ask me what motivates me, and people ask me that all the time. You know, I motivate myself because I'm tough on myself. I'm my biggest critic, and I always want to make – I always want to grow from the day before, right? And if I don't, that's a loss. And, and sometimes that's being lazy and just hanging out on the couch with the kids, right? Right. Because maybe I've been neglecting that, right? And I see your pictures with your son and everything, and, you know, you guys are – and sometimes it's doing that, right? Sometimes it's making 100 phone calls. Sometimes it's just getting in my car and driving to L.A., and going to dealership after dealership after dealership and getting the door slammed in my face and, and this and that. And, um, you know, if I get one or two, man, that's a win, right? Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid. That's the other thing is, you know, I'm not afraid. Um, and, you know, failures are lessons, right? And they're really not failures. They're losses, right? And so losses are lessons. Really, the only time we fail is when we fail ourselves, I would say. But losses are lessons, and if you learn from those losses, guess what? You're, you're getting experience. And the, the more experience you had, believe me, I've done so much business because I always like picking the young guy, right, because I was that guy. Right. And you know what? Every time I do, man, I get burnt. You know? <laughs> Every time I do, I, I get burnt, and I'm like, you know what? I'm picking the gray-haired dude now, um, you know, or the, somebody with experience because experience does matter. And you get experience from wins, but I would even say you probably gain a little bit more experience from losses, depending on your personality. Because if you're like me and you like to win, um, you, you're going to really, really learn from your losses. Winning all the time can can cause complacency, right? You get used to it, right? And unless you're Tom Brady, but um, you know, so losses. Go out there, do it. You know, learn from your mistakes. Define a process. Talk to people, be seen, be known, be there, work the lot properly. I mean, you've got this huge facility. You know how nice it would be for me and you if we just had people walking be into huge. our office all day, right? Be easy. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And we just kind of like, oh, they're like knocking on the door. I'm going to see if they're a buyer first. You right. Know? But I mean, so they've got that, you know, they've got that right there in front of them. <clears throat> I mean, that's probably the biggest change you've seen too. And I know you were an entrepreneur before you were in car sales also, but, you know, it's a lot harder going after people than when they're coming in, you know, and like, I mean, you know, I, I do uh, some in-house, not as much in-house training as I want, and I'm going to pick up more accounts this year, and I am, but there's nothing better than doing in-house training because you get that feeling back, you know, like when we sell cars, we're all like, man, we're always trying to find a way to get out of the business, right? Right. And then you get out of the business and you're like, damn, I miss it. I periodically stop down at the dealership because I have a great relationship. I was down there yesterday just kind of looking around going, man, I should sell a car real quick. I get that feeling, you know, not even for the really? money, just because I wanted to chase it and do it, and it feels good. So, But, no, I'm coming up on the time, bro. We got to cut this short. This, I just want to thank you for spending your time with me. And uh, for all my guys out there, if you haven't been following them, go check them out. What night's your, your uh, Facebook Live? Wednesdays? Tuesday night. Tuesday. At 9 p.m. Eastern, every Tuesday. 9 p.m. Eastern. All right, thanks, yep. Noel. The Gunslinger, you have a great day, brother. Hey, Mark, thanks for having me, brother. I Take, appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Take care.